been falling all my life and people wonder why I'm down to earth. This is Adversity University. If you waiting for somebody to feel sorry for you, then you fell already. Success is best of those who been grounded first. Cause ain't nobody gonna feel sorry for you. Now what are you willing to do? The only thing that separates a winner from a loser is perseverance. And this is Adversity University. Alright, so look, we just gonna go and get straight to it. You know what I mean? This Real Talk Podcast, Cody Mar, aka Cody Motivation. I'm here with Shaq Double D. Off top, I want you to just tell everybody about all black comedy, where it come from, how it got started, and how you got started into comedy. Like that's a real story in itself, man. I just kinda want you to just let it rip. All right, all black comedy show. It's my church, which I'm building, you know, I'm I'm gonna it's gonna evolve into a mega church. That's my vision for it. I started doing comedy in 2010 in the trenches on Old National uh, in Atlanta at uh, mm-hmm. Carlos Miller spot, you know, with yeah. uh, with promoter Skull Bubble. Rest in peace, Skull Bubble. Yeah, rest in peace. You Skull. know, mm-hmm. and I've been doing comedy for 10 years now. You know, I got dark sense of humor, you know, and I talk about relationship and women a lot. A lot. With my comedy. So look, before we get into that, right? Tell me how you yeah. got started. Like, <laughs> like, like, tell people how you got started in comedy. Like, like, what was the start, and what was the defining moment that said, "This is my thing. This is what I want to do." I didn't want to be changed by the world, so I wanted to do something with myself, who I was. I didn't want to put on somebody's name tag and become that. You know, I wanted to maintain who I was. So. You know, I mean, I listened to the universe. You know, I was always me. I always said, you know, just rude or inappropriate comments, you know. And um, the real defining moment was, you know, uh, you know, I graduated from Howard University and I go to homecoming every year. I have perfect attendance at homecoming and I'm going to be at Howard University homecoming whether I'm dead or in jail. You know, I got to be dead in jail to not be there. So, and I always go with, um, down or not because it always lifts my spirits so i was uh at homecoming one year you know with my teammates and some other folks making everybody laugh doing what i do and they like man boy check you crazy bro you should do comedy and i was already thinking about it but that was just like a push like you know what i'm saying you damn right and i went back and did comedy that monday after i had got back from um homecoming Okay, so so look, I, I remember your journey a little bit, right? So look, re- correct me if I'm wrong, because you know my memory ain't, ain't the greatest. Um, mm-hmm. You know, shout out to mm-hmm. football, or not, <laughs> from my memory. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, but I remember you, you know, disappearing. You know, you kind of, you, you tried it. I don't know how you got that opportunity or whatever, but you tried it. And when you came back, I don't know if you bombed. I don't know if you was successful i don't know what you did but i do know that you attempted something that was outside of your comfort zone and you did it and you came back with a whole different spirit and from that point on you never left the stage so tell me about that journey bro because i really want i'm I'm really like curious just to kind of uh understand and really know that you know what i'm saying how did you start what gave you that spark to just not ever put a mic down again Okay, well, one, all right. I used to go to um old national. Uh, Carlos Miller was hosting a spot, and I used to just go support his show. And right. I used to be in there laughing my ass off, you know, and, and shit like that. And they they kind of knew me in there. And um one night, you know, I, I went up to uh, Carlos, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm trying to see, you know, trying to get started doing comedy. I want to do something." He was like, "He was like, 
I didn't know how comedy worked. So Carlos was like, I'm just the host. You got to go holler at Skull. He was the promoter. So I went to holler at Skull. He like an old school pimp, right? And I, But I was familiar with him. He familiar with me, but not comedy wise. Just, you know, just familiar with him. We don't, we had spoke before. So I was like, what's up, Skull? Right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, uh, you know, get started doing comedy, you know? So he was like, Sh- well, hell, you, you first. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> he said it like that. And I was like, and I started, I was like, but I, I ain't, you know, I started to say, he was like, hey, he cut me off and was like, hey, if you're scared, don't fuck with me. I wanted to walk off. <laughs> I was like, I ain't scared. He was like, all right, you first. You know, so I, I went, you know what I'm saying, got me a few shots. I didn't, uh, Okay, I didn't do good, but it wasn't like a bomb with like, get your ass out of here. It was like, bro, I was saying shit so crazy that it was like I had to learn how to convey my funny to other people. Like, the comedians right. was dying at the shit I was saying because, you know, <laughs> they, they were just, they was, they was, I mean, people still be like in awe of my audacity of the things they say, I say, because people, I have comedians tell me they wish they could say shit that I say. Right. You know, so I said it, it didn't come off as funny. But you know the you know the comedians and the uh, you know the promoter. When I got down, I did about five, three or five minutes probably. Right. It seemed like fifteen minutes when you knew. Yeah. Um, so I got down and he was like, "Hey man, you crazy as hell! Like, yeah, come back <laughs> next week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Keep doing that. Thing. Right. Yeah. So it was like a crazy as hell. He ain't say necessarily like funny as hell. You killed that shit, you know? Because I didn't. Right. But the shit that I was saying, it was like. Being a comedian, like when you see somebody go for their first time, you know if they're funny or not, whether they make the crowd laugh or not. It's just their point of view at things. You know, that's comedy. You know, it's like comedians think different. I did that and I kept going back and I was the first. And that shit, it it made you stronger because it was old national. It's the trenches for real. We call it the trench because it's the hood. They shooting pool while you on stage. It's football games on while you on stage. They don't necessarily give a fuck about comedy until you make them give a fuck. So you have to say yeah. things to get their attention. Okay, so you got up there, you did your thing. Uh, who told you? Skull told you or it Carlos Skull. told you? It was, it was okay, Skull Bubba. Skull Bubba told you crazy hair, come back next week. You came back next week and what happened? Hey man, I... I... Came back is about the same thing. Okay, I remember. I don't know if it was my second or third time, but it was one of my like in my the infancy of my career. Carlos, you know what I'm saying. I was always first for, in this room for about a whole four or five months at least. I only knew a couple spots to do comedy. So Carlos, one night we was in there. Carlos was like, uh, they was like, who next? And then uh, Skull like told him that I was next. Shaq. He was like, oh, okay, Shaq next. He about to come up here and cut y'all out. But um, I'm going to tell you one thing about Shaq. Once he figured this shit out, he going to be a problem. You know what I'm saying? And just, you know what I'm saying? Carlos so funny, you know. I, I mean, that, that was, you know what I'm saying? It was a compliment. You know, I knew I was on to something. They knew too. You know right. what I mean? It was just. Right, right. That was like a turning point. And, I, you know, that was like an extra boost. And I was like, you know, I'm going to get this shit. Okay. And, and, like, throwbacks is a spot. Like, comedians used to duck the stage. Like, it, it's like that. It's like. Comedians, certain comedians like to go in rooms, giggles on and everybody's a winner, and like you, you did for trying. But in throwbacks, they'll be like, "Get your ass out of here!" They'll throw something at you, man. They'll boo you, kill yourself, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. That's what kind of environment it is. Right, right. So, so one night I'm running late, 
you know, uh, I'm coming from another show. So I had, I'm known in the building, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, not saying I was the shit or nothing, but I just, they used to check. They, you right. know what I'm saying? I hadn't, right. um, so somebody had bombed horribly. And you know, when somebody bombed the host, you know what I'm saying? Go in on them, whatever. And I remember Carlos was like, do anybody want to go after this shit? Like one of the cars, because it's open mic, you know, which one of the comedians want to go after this shit? So uh, somebody yelled, put Shaq up. And Carlos was like, man, Shaq ain't even here. And, but I had walked in late. They was like, yeah, he is. He in the back. <laughs> and he said, Shaq, you want to do something? And you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to bitch up. What I look like? No, no, I'm straight. I was like, yeah, hell yeah, put me up. So they put me up. Bruh, this, well, I went up there. The first thing I said, killed. I, I was on their ass. I killed for probably about, I, I did my, this is my first time, like, I can say I ripped. Like, it wasn't right. no, you know what I'm saying? It, like, when you rip in comedy, you don't have to ask. I don't, I'm not getting off the stage and say, bro, how I did. Right. You don't have to do that when you like, right. you know what I'm saying? The comedians mob me and everything. I'm the new dude. Bro, and then I knew I was like, here. Then you get embraced by your peers. You know what I right. mean? That's how comedy works. But one thing about comedy is like, at that point, when you first get good, all the comedians, they have information. They got advice for you. They're going to tell you this. They're going to try to put you on little things, tell you where to go. Until you become funny for real, then you're a competition. And then yeah. it's like everybody back off. Then it's like, you know what I'm saying? You on your own, like get your own shows. You know what I'm saying? Figure it out yourself. People keeping secrets about auditions, shows, um, right. you know, stuff like that. But um, me, I was alone. I didn't join comedy for friends. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I wasn't tripping on none of that. I was a new comedian. I wasn't a new nigga. You know what I'm saying? That's how I felt. Like, so right. I used to just come come around and you know do my thing and and, and uh, you know, and leave. You feel me? But you know, I'm cool with the comedians while I'm there. And when I'm going, I go back to my life. Comedy was a great experience, man. I love doing it. It is comedy. It is like a drug. And when I say that, it's like, bro, I could be down. I can be um, broke. I could be going through something. I could have death in the family. Bro, I go do a show. It, I'm telling you, it's, and it, I go rip the show. It's like, bro, it, it's a high. You feel yeah. me? Like, it's a real yeah. high that you can't explain. So you get bit by that bug and you always want that feeling. You feel me? You know, yeah. and, and another reason it's like, why I do comedy, it's like I always have to have, I have to have purpose in my life or I'm a self-destruct. I've been, you know what I'm saying? I had purpose since I was nine. I started playing football at nine and I always something to better at. And you know what I mean? After I, um, college, I played football up until college. And then, you know, uh, you know, after that, I had to find something to do with myself. Um, and then I started boxing. I boxed for a little bit for a year and then I left D.C. And I always knew I wanted to do comedy. It was just the fact of starting. And when I did get started, I never stopped, bro. So your first year of comedy, uh, you had your own room, right? That you started yeah. inviting different comedians to come to to perform, yeah. right? Like, tell me mm -hmm. about that. Like, tell me how that got going and tell me okay. what that did for you yeah. as a comedian, yeah. as a new comedian. Yeah, my, my first room... It was uh, Studio 630, and which is the, tra you know, the Trap House Museum right now? Is that, you know, the really? Trap Museum? That's, the Trap Museum? That's is that Studio? Yeah. Bro, I did not yeah, even know that. Yeah, that's Studio 630, bro. Yes. Oh, that building, okay. Bro. So I 
Yeah. The same, the same people still own it? They sold it to T.I. Oh, they sold uh, it to T.I. Yeah, they had sold it. Okay, okay. Yeah, they had sold it to T.I. And he turned it into the trap museum. So that was my um, that was my first room. It was over in the bluff. You know what I'm yep. saying? Over in the trenches. Uh, year one, bro, I started out, you know what I'm saying, hosting. Hosting, that, that makes you stronger as a comedian because you're better off the cuff. And, like, it, it just, you just got more opportunities to work on your own craft because you hitting the stage right. at least eight times when you were a host. And, and it's your so, room. Uh, you got yeah, control room, of it. I'm, I'm running things. I got control of it. And, you know, I'm networking with other comedians. You know, everybody find your number when you got a stage, you know. So yeah. everybody going to reach out and try to get some stage time. That's how com comedians, you know, comedians are a whore for laughs. You just need some people in the crowd and comedians will do their thing. They just want the mic, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. hey, a good turnouts, man. Uh, man, it was classic nights. I had I had uh, everybody like I'm talking about year one. I had people like Rodney Perry, Carlos Miller, Clayton English. You know these people that you know nationally known. You know come out, and I was just in a year doing a comedy for a year. So that's right. what type of you know impact. You know I was, you know I got respect early in the game. Even I got booked at Uptown. I had been doing comedy for two years, and that was like mm -hmm. a record. I, I you know I had one comedian of my peer that did do it faster than that that was that was it but uh i was booked with uh tk kirkland after doing comedy for like two years yes, you know and um i killed that uh working with tk they were cool uh it was a promoter from uh uptown had put that together because uh he figured uh our styles would work good together so i had a um good weekend featuring for tk After I finished my weekend uh, featuring for T.K. Kirkland for five shows, you know, we was in the green room talking. And he said, Shaq Double D, I like you. You're funny. You're almost too funny. This will be your last time working with me. And I was like, well, I was taken aback. You know, I'm a new comic. Yeah, I thought I did my thing. I thought it was time to level up and do some more shit together. He was like, nah. He was like, look, if you think about it, you're just a younger me. I'm T to the motherfucking K. You're Shaq Double D. Two D's for a double dose of this pimping. We talk about the same subject matter. He was like, hey, man, you're good. Get your own show. At least I told you. You know? <laughs> and, and, but, you got to respect that. I respect you got to respect. Yeah. Because there's a lot of comedians you, you can work with, older comedians, and like you can kill, do your job, not bother the headliner, you know, not be a problem. You know what I mean? And um, then they just become hard to get in touch with, and you don't know why. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? And that's the reason. Right. But TK told me to my face, looking me in my eye, he was like, that'll be the last time we work together. You know what I mean? He can say that. He OG in the game. But um, me and TK, we yeah, still friends, but I really hadn't worked with him since. So you're a new comedian. You got your first start with, you know, um, at a spot throwbacks with Carlos Miller used to host. And then, you know, two years in, you got booked, you started getting booked at um, Uptown Comedy, right? Well, before you started getting booked at Uptown Comedy, you had your own room. So you started out yeah. at Throwbacks, you had your own room at Studio 630, mm -hmm. then right after that, you started getting booked at Uptown Comedy. Mm -hmm. Like, what? So, like, that's a hell of a story, right? Like, that, that, that that's a great, mm -hmm. like, way to start especially in a new industry, right? Like you started getting embraced by 
shit, some of the best people. You know what I mean? In comedy. Mm-hmm. Your first year in comedy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what impact did outside of just your natural talent, right? You just being funny naturally. Outside of that, what mm-hmm. impact did you have in your own room? You deciding that, okay, well, I'm just not gonna keep asking people for handouts. I'm gonna go ahead and create my own opportunity. Like, what impact did that have on you? And do you think the outcome would have been different for you as far as just the notoriety and the relationship that you built had you not gotten your own room? Yeah, uh, well, one, people take you as serious as you take yourself. You know, when you ain't got nothing popping, then you're not valuable. When you have your own stage, your own room, you make yourself valuable in the game and other comedians want to reach out to you and want to get to know you. And um, one, I'm working on my shit. Uh, And two, I always bought respectable crowds out. You know, comedians in the game, they've been in the game, they come up and see that. You know, there's comedians that have been in the game 10 years that'll show up room and I'm in year one and they're, they're amazed that I'm bringing, you know what I mean? That's a big part of the game. A lot of people can be funny, but everybody don't bring people out, you know? <clears throat> I so was you bringing said, people out. You said, you said you was bringing people out and you was bringing out uh, a respectable crowd. Like when you say respectable crowd, what do you mean by that? Oh, I mean a crowd where you, you know, if somebody new show up, I'm not gonna have to, but I apologize, you know, I'm just getting started. I come and it's other people at the show. And once other people come see what you got going, they see success, they gonna tell other people and that's the best promotion. And yep. you know, comedians even do that. Comedians talk a lot, they come like, dang, what? Some comedians came thinking that it's not gonna be shit and it is the shit, you know? And then, right. you know, they call, text each other, you know what I'm saying? Social media, check up, D got it popping over here, you know? So when you started really popping in terms of like your own room, mm-hmm. you started networking with different comedians, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Then then I started seeing like, you know, um, you know, popular comedians, not just, you know, any uh comedians mm-hmm. start being popular comedians that started um, you know, um blessing your stage, right? Those relationships, mm-hmm. how were those relationships built? And how did you maintain those relationships? Because it's important. The reason I ask you that is because it's important for people to know how important relationship building is. And it's also important for people to understand how important it is to have your own. Like when you don't have an opportunity, how important it is to create your own opportunity and everything can start coming towards you. When you wait, you sit back and you wait for handouts. I mean, nine times out of ten people ain't in business to give you no handout you know what i'm saying people are in business for business and it's just that so in order for you to to succeed in business nine times out of ten you got to be the captain of your own ship so you know those relationships and all that having your spot those relationships and maintaining those relationships tell me a little bit about that well people tend to help you uh when you're helping yourself or yep. you know what I'm saying when you not nest, you know what I'm saying when you when you seem pretty good on your own people want to help you like it, it's just like that when you're not exactly. looking for help then they want to help so yep. I didn't come in the game you know what I'm saying asking for pointers or none of that even though I got them you know right. and then you know I'm always me I know how to handle myself I just you know come around and, and 
like energy will link up. Yes, so, you know, when I first started, you know, I started in Carlos Miller room, you know, I started doing a lot of shows with him. And, and um, he, he won the first person to bring me on the road. It was, I don't know who, who literally was, but the first people was Carlos, um, Chris Smokey Jones and uh, Fredo Davis. Those are the okay. first like three to embrace me. Just yeah. comedy period. You know, with Carlos, I went on a, you know, we got a unofficial Coke and Smoke tour that we went on. You know, we went, <laughs> yeah, real shit. We went uh, from Ohio to down through Florida. We did Orlando. We went all through Florida. We did Orlando, Tampa, and Miami. But okay. we called it Coke mm-hmm. and Smoke tour because uh, Carlos drank Coke, not smoke, uh, not snorted, none of that, you know, drinking Coke. <laughs> and, you know, smoking, you know what I'm saying? Right, you know, smoking, right. you know, that's self-explanatory, you know. Right, exactly. So that's all we did. That's all we did when we went and doing comedy. You know, just kicking and talking shit in the hotel. That shit was cool. You know, right. Carlos cool as hell. Carlos is a comedian twenty four seven. You don't know when he's serious or not. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, one of the funniest right. people I know. And also, yeah. Chris Smokey Jones. This is how we got cool. All right, me and Smoke. Right, I we was talking about throwbacks earlier. So Smoke was like, "Shaq, why well, I only see you in throwbacks?" I was like, "This is the only spot I know." He was like, "What? God damn it, nigga! We got rooms every night." So he told me, you know what I'm saying, to go to, uh, you know, he told me a spot to go to. So I, I started going to different spots, you know, and then Smoke had took me on the road, right? Me and Smoke, we not even friends that we are now. You know what I mean? Like, right. this, this this one I knew Smoke was real. So Smoke was a headliner. He bought me on, on the road, you see what I'm saying, just to feature, right? It's right. his show, you know what I'm saying? Promoters pay me, Smoke pay me. You feel me? I mean, okay. the promoters yeah. pay Smoke. Smoke pays me. You got smoke me? Pays so Smoke you. doing okay. me a favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doing me a whole favor. So we had one hotel room. It was one bed. And it was Smoke hotel room. You know what I'm saying? It was for him. So, but I had drove. And it was one bed. So we walked in the room. Smoke said, Shaq, go and get the bed. I'm a real nigga. I'm going to sleep on the floor. <laughs> 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 no. And I was like, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, you know, I thought he was joking. But he was like, shit, shit. Throw me a blanket and, and one of them pillows, and that nigga really got on the floor and went to sleep. He the headliner, you know what I'm saying? I slept wow. in the bed, you know what I'm wow. saying? So we had got, you know what I'm saying, tight after that. You know that was yeah. just real, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, and it ain't, I ain't saying too many. It ain't no other headliners that's gonna tell the the feature to sleep in the bed and they gonna sleep on the floor. It just don't work like that. Right. Smoke just that just real. Don't... Smoke, yeah. Smoke just different like that. Yeah, and we been yeah, cool, Larry since. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chris Smoke is Chris said it all Jones, you know, one of the funniest Chris said it all. Yeah, one of the funniest comedians I ever seen, man. He a yeah, fool in, in yeah. real life, man. In real yeah. life. And then yeah. you know. And then Fredo Davis. Uh the show I was telling you about the first time I had killed at Throwbacks, Fredo had told me, you know, all the comedians had mobbed me and he was like, Hey boy, I'm taking you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you gonna go on the road with me. He had this room in Augusta that we used to go and, and you know the comedians had a, a, a you know unlimited bar tab, and why right. they want to do that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we we get paid. You know what I'm saying? We got paid, but the drinks. I mean, the, the pay went a whole bunch, but we got paid in you know what I'm saying entertainment, like drinks and right. whatever. We had a good time. Right, so, right, right. You know, it's it, it's more memories than, than than business being handled on you know at that point. You know three respectable comedians that you're rocking with they done embraced you 
Mm-hmm. Y'all vibing. You done had your own room. You're still a new comedian, and you going hard, hard, right? Like you going hard, hard. Okay. Yep. So again, what made you say this is what I want to do? Like this is like this is my thing. Like I'm good at it. Like this is what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? And you know, not only just that question, I want to know. After you get into that, I just kind of want to know what, co- how did All Black Comedy, the All Black Comedy Show, come about? Uh, then I want to know your plans. Okay. But we'll get into that after. So, you know, just elaborate okay. a little bit on that. Okay, with, okay, with, with comedy, all right. I always wanted to have my own, so I had my room, own room year one. And I, my first show, the name of that was Laugh Now, Die Later. And then uh, I had that for at least a year or two then i left there and i went to um i was at harold's chicken i was at another uh, there shortly and then i moved to the west end where i was doing with ripset comedy ripset mondays you know i was i was doing that and um i kept seeing like i was leaving spots because it was no reason of my own. I'm always, you know what I'm saying, doing my show. The show always funny, bringing people out. But it's always business with the owner of the venue. I kept, like, you know what I'm saying, promoting people's spot. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I wanted to want it to be about my show, not the venue. So right. once I started the All Black Comedy Show, you know, I named it All Black Comedy Show. And no matter where I perform, where I set up, it's the all black comedy show. It's not about the venue that I'm at. The all black comedy show is here to stay. And, and you know, I'm gonna involve it and you know, evolve it into uh, you know, a mega church. You know, that's what I mean. You know, right, I'm right. A, I plan on getting my own club, you know, right. we go from a show to a club. Right. And when exactly. I say mega church, I just got my, my style of comedy, you know, it's called the ghetto gospel, you know. Right. And and, and you know, it is um you know, it's it's somewhat preaching. You know, but uh, you said somewhat preaching. It's bringing lessons and blessings. Yeah, it's somewhat preaching, but it's 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 church without the religion. You know, okay, church without you know it's it's um church without the spookism of and the uh and the uh superstition. It's about realism and things that can actually elevate your life and, and, and things that actually happen, things that we actually been through, you know? Right, it's, but delivered, yeah. but delivered yeah. in a more aggressive, to the point type manner. Yes, exactly. Right, and yeah, right. it's, you know, and I'm here to electrify, unify the people, you know? So it's, <clears> there's a whole lot of, so your comedy style is a whole lot of shock value, but at the end of the day, you deliver the message. Exactly, bro. It, it's yeah. shock value to get your attention, and you know what I mean. It's medicine because it's gonna help you. But I, I, I put some, you know, put some medicine in the candy. It's candy because it's joke. But I put Absolutely. medicine in the candy. Right. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about this because we kind of skipped over a period of time. And there was a moment because, you know, I'm going through just just the journey, like everything that led up to how you started comedy to like where you at now with the All Black Comedy Show. But you was hot, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, in the beginning of your career. And then 
Um, there was a period in time that you just said, I'm going to just take a break right now. Right? Not because you weren't given any opportunities. Mm-hmm. Not because you didn't want to create any opportunities. Mm-hmm. There was just a period of time that you just kind of decided, I'm going to pause. Well, I don't know if you decided that. There was a period of time where there was a pause. Right? Everybody want to know where mm-hmm. Shaq. Um, you know what I'm saying? You kind of kind of removed yourself from the scene. Right? And I know mm-hmm. that there was a lot of adversity being dealt with. Right? Mm-hmm in that moment i want you to explain whatever you feel like explaining because there was a lot of things that took place but i want you to explain the adversity that took you from something that you so love what what paused you not took you but kind of paused you for something that you so love right and the desire to succeed in that wasn't wasn't as powerful as a as the desire to survive right mm-hmm. um talk a little bit about that gap and how you oh, well. was able to overcome those obstacles and that adversity and continue to succeed uh in the area of comedy well one um i was laying low for a reason one um i had warrants <laughs> at <laughs> point in my life not real shit uh, and it was it's, it's for traffic shit so I don't care about talking about it I just didn't have the money to pay or whatever and I was like dude you know catch me if you can type you know what I'm saying so I put myself in jail so I wouldn't be in jail for real you know okay. so I just was laying low you know and I was laying low for other reasons because I don't like to uh, you know uh, you know uh, I wasn't doing good and when you not when I'm down you know I can tend to take things out on other people so I wouldn't be around Right. around people so I wouldn't you know right. so I just stayed to myself you know right. and, and it was just like bruh and, and I was the whole time I was planning plotting and strategizing too so you know it wasn't just idle time it's just off the scene and um, one right. I seen okay. myself as a comedian I got to a certain point as a comedian I was like bruh I'm just I was just funny as hell for no reason and when I say that, right. it mean like I'm funny, but like where the fuck is this going? What am I building? It's just like, bro, I can go to somebody else's show, kill the show, and just go home. You know what right. I mean? I get my, my my whatever my pay is, and then I just go home. And that became like a hamster wheel to me. You know? Okay. And, um, yeah. It was no ad- advancement, and you know I, I laid low and um. Always, I mean, bro, I love, love writing. I got an amazing mind and things just come to me. So I, I I was writing the whole time. And then through my downtime, I just, I, you know, I wanted to come back strong. I came back with the all-black comedy show. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, I, I got to move with purpose. I don't, you know what I'm saying? When I talk to people, talk to other people, hey, shit, what's up? What you got popping? I don't like this shit, bro, chilling. I don't like to get that answer. You know, I want right. to tell somebody where I'm going to be at what I've been working on, what I got coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, come fuck with me a, a certain date. You know, have dates. You know what I'm saying? With the All Black Comedy Show, I got it booked out for the whole year. What I like about what you do, and yeah. I, you know me, I pay attention to everything. Um, <clears throat> although you, you, you know, you deliver your message in a, in a manner that you deliver your message and some people can't take it. You know, some people love it, some people can't take it. Uh, uh, but most people do. Um, 
you know that they can right but what i look what i look at and i observe with you is how you treat the other commit the, the the comedies excuse me the other comedians right um, I kind of see how you interact with the, with those people. You try to make sure you get everybody a chance, regardless of who they are, how long they've been, you know, doing their comedy, whether you know mm-hmm. whether they deem funny or not. You know, with their peers, you gonna give a person an opportunity a opportunity to fail or not, right? I don't never mm-hmm. see you shit on nobody. I don't never see you get nobody your ass to kiss. You know, mm-hmm. if you can, you will. If you can't, you explain to them that you can't. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's I, I I respect that a whole lot because a lot of people get in certain positions and then they kind of look down on people, right? Um, for whatever reason. Um, no fault of that person, but just it's whatever that person is dealing with. And I see that, you know, you're a different person in the way that you move, right? In the way that you encourage people, even if when people bomb. I done seen you clown people when they ball, but I done seen you at the same time encourage them to keep going because that's part of it, right? I see it, you know what I'm saying? I'm not a comedian, but I understand what what it is to succeed. You know what I'm saying? And you're gonna fail in anything that you do. You're gonna fail, but it's that extra encouragement that people give you that allow you to keep going, but keep going in confidence, right? And not only, not only just that encouragement, because if the people can't give you an opportunity, it's still encouragement on the sideline giving, bro. And I really respect that, you know what I mean, um, as it relates to how you handle your business, how you handle your shows, because there's oftentimes people who are trying out for the first time, just like how you did. You know what I'm saying? And they had to build up enough nerve to even ask you for help to be able to get on that stage and bless that stage. Well, we both know that public speaking is one of the scariest things to do, period. You know what I'm saying? Um, Some people damn near rather get stabbed or shot before they stand up, you know what I mean, in front of a crowd to, to give them a gift in which they have and try to receive that information. It's the scariest thing in the world. But at the same time, people got to understand that failure come with that. You know what I mean? And it's not a loss at the end of the day. It's a lesson. And I see you giving that message all the time. Like, I see you doing that, you know, all the time. Like, how does that benefit you, bro? How do you, how how, how does giving people encouragement, giving people opportunity, um, motivating people to continue to stay on stage, whether they bomb or not, um, how does that motivate you? How does that benefit you? Okay. One, I got a legacy to protect. And, you know, I want that to be part of my legacy that, you know what I'm saying? I ain't never looked down on nobody that looked up to me, you know, or I don't have to, you know, make somebody feel small to make myself feel bigger. It's like yeah. I'm confident in myself and I treat people how I want to be treated. And I teach people even how to treat me. You know what I'm saying? So I show them the way I lead. You know what I mean? I try not to be reactionary. I make the first move so I can show them what it is. You feel me? So I never give comedians a, 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 a terrible intro, you know, because a lot of comedians, I mean, some vets will just be like, this next comedian coming up, you ain't seen him nowhere. And then, you know, the, the crowd already predisposed to not like this person. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just yeah. give everybody, you know, put some respect on their name and it's gonna be yeah. on them to lose the crowd. You feel me? Yeah. 
<clears throat> I want I and it's my show. I want everybody to be funny. I don't like seeing comedians bomb. Some comedians like seeing that. I don't want to see nobody. It's a comedy show. Let's make the people laugh. Exactly. You feel me? And then from exactly. being who I am and treating every all the comedians with respect, no matter their skill level. Like over the years, like I won't, you know, thank all the Atlanta comedians for even supporting my room. I never have, uh, you know, there's never a shortage of comedians at my shows. You know, they all show yeah. up and want to work with me. You feel me? Because how they know I'm not gonna front on them. They know I ain't gonna. You know, I will tell them if they can't go tonight, I'll be like, hey, bro, I'll get you next week. I'm not going to be, you know, some comedians will look you there in the eye and be like, oh, I got you, bro. And then, you know, the show will be over and they'll be like, oh, my bad. I'm not with all that. It's like, yes, I got you. I know I don't. You know, and then with comedy, you know, how I deliver things and how I do it, it's like, bro, I'm not scared to say nothing because I'm not scared to do nothing. Bro, I used to bust the wedge on kickoff. So why I'm be scared to say something <laughs> when I'm not scared to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> and if you know, and, you know, people might not understand that, but it takes somebody real crazy to go down and bust the wedge on, you know, on kickoff. You know what I mean? So saying something ain't nothing. Like it's just words, bro. Like I'm not scared to say. I say I stand on it. I don't, I wouldn't sacrifice my manhood for a joke. It's like, I got principles in what I talk about. Anything I say, I done did it or it's about to happen. So you got all black comedy show. You know what I'm saying? You really a lifelong comedian. That's just who you have been. That's in your DNA. You know what I mean? Like that young man or that young woman that's inspiring to be a comedian um, at this stage in their life, but they don't know what to do. They don't know how to start. Um, they don't know where to begin. Like, what advice would you get a young person um, just who who um, aspire to be a comedian and, and think that that's their path and what they want to do in life? What information would you give them to encourage them and inspire them? Get on stage. Do comedy. Like, comedy is the only profession where you have to practice in public. In the wow. mirror, in the room, talking to somebody else, it doesn't translate to the stage. You have to be on that stage. Stay on stage. It's like no matter, you know, that's the best advice any comedian can give another comedian because while you're on stage, you will figure yourself out. All the problems yes, will iron itself out. Like even myself, I had like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Stuff like that. I have to be, I'm still mindful of that. And um, it's like, the more you do something, you're just going to get better at it. So just go for it. You know what I mean? Go, don't don't let your self-esteem level stop you from doing so. Because a lot of people miss opportunities because they feel like they're unworthy or something like that. People assume that everybody got things figured out. Everybody ain't got everything figured out. Go for what you want to do. And, and you don't want to get at the end of your life with a whole bunch of regrets. So go ahead and get it out of the way. Get on stage and see if it's for you. Being on stage is like bringing somebody, getting on stage and showing them your point of view. You know what I mean? And like, even with comedy, when you say I'm a lifetime comedian, and I really feel like that because, you know, I got people in my past. Like when I told my dad that I was doing comedy, he was like, by time he was like <laughs> by time you try to get paid for it you know <laughs> right. same thing my, my head football coach from college said like bro you've been a comedian 
<laughs> you, you've been doing comedy in my meetings. <laughs> right, now, exactly. We, I actually used to, in college, we used to show up to the meetings early just so we, you know what I'm saying, we could talk shit. And make, man, on the bus trips, man, I had a seat, man. Bro, players used to fight for seats around me just so we could laugh, like for real. Like, bro, you gonna have to move, bro. You know I always sit by Shaq, you know, like for real, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know how football is it was a distraction like i stayed in in school five years and my fourth year I, my fifth year i was not a player i was just a student but the team wanted me to travel you know what i'm saying you know the players <laughs> wanted me to travel but the coach was like hell no nah. <laughs> so your words to the young people is to just go for it just get on stage practice you make to, perfect uh, you got the perfect practice make perfect yeah yeah, yeah, and comedy is the only profession that you have to practice in public. Ain't That's no behind wild, doors man. with comedy. Ain't none of that. You know, and, okay. and with, yeah, with comedy, man, it's all practice until we get to TV. Until you're doing a special, it's all practice. It's all practice. It's so all practice, practice on your greatness. You yeah. Yeah. So, 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 young lady, you know, young man, you know, practice on your craft. You know what I mean? If you want to be great. Understand that mm -hmm. um, action, faith about works is dead. You just can't and, dream it. You got to set goals and move forward towards it. You was about to say something. And funny is relative. Somebody's going to be funny to everybody. You feel me? And some people, like, there's some people just, I'm funny as hell. And there's some people that's just not going to feel my, and you got to be all right with that. You know yeah. and you got, I mean, even on a large scale, like, people say Kevin Hart ain't funny, but his accountant don't know that. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> exactly. Yep. 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 You dig? Like, you know what I'm saying? So funny is subjective. Just do your thing, man. Just keep them going. Like if they laughing, you know somebody gonna laugh. I mean, go where they feel you. It's different crowds out here too. And I'm gonna tell you that. Like yeah. in Atlanta, when I all black comedy show, it's part of that. Let me tell you, that's part of like on the scenes. There are black comedians here in Atlanta and other cities. That only perform for say they they call it mainstream, but you know it's white crowds, you know, and right. you understand that they're not as they don't judge you as tough. And I don't trip on that. I understand our culture. Black people just we really want to laugh. If the shit not funny, we just gonna stare at you. Yeah. Or you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Or even you know what I'm saying? Tell you to get your ass out of here if you being corny. <laughs> and ain't nothing wrong with that because it right. it, it weeds out the weak, bro. And if yes, you're not sir. built like that, you know what I'm saying? Take your ass to a mainstream room or just don't even fuck with comedy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you got to have thick skin to be a comedian. You can't have jokes and can't take them. Hey, me, yeah, man. Can't nobody say nothing about me jokingly-wise, you know what I'm saying? That'll make me, you know what I'm saying, mad. And now, if you get past, you know what I'm saying, jokes, then that's on you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure somebody like just really heard your story that you just inspired because i mean just the journey itself was you know like pretty dope man and you got a lot of stories attached to a lot of things um but you being a comedian is one of the is one of the stories that you know people need 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 to hear because you know, a lot of people don't know that you started out um a lot of people don't know that you was a football player like the people don't people don't know that you know they just see shaq the comedian they understand that and there's so many different layers to shaq which make is is what makes Shaq who he is, dog. You loved by many, you know what I'm saying. Um, you used to be hated by others, 
<laughs> but not really. It was, it was just, you know, just the, the younger you, the alcohol you, which, you know, you don't even drink alcohol no more. So, you know, hats off to you for that. But, bro, for me to you, I want to let you know I'm proud of you. You know what I'm saying? Keep going. Appreciate keep blowing. That, All black comedy show up. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. Keep grinding. Take care of that wife. Take care of them kids. Um, let people know where they can find you and the uh, and more information about All Black Comedy Show. Okay, I'm Shaq Double D Two Ds for a double dose of this pimping. The host of the All Black Comedy Show. I have a website, AllBlackComedyShow.com. You know, I'm about to post the dates for uh, 2021. Oh, I'm be booked out all year. Uh, on IG, Shaq underscore DD. On uh, Twitter, I'm Shaq DD. You know, um. I do use my Twitter. I'm a tweeter. You know, I've been tweeting since uh, 2010. I'm OG on Twitter, and I actually use it. Some <laughs> people have a Twitter account, and they just got it. But I actually, you know what I'm saying, so you can go see random thoughts from me at any day, you know. <clears throat> and on Facebook. Uh, a lot of shock Anthony value. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony Shallowford <laughs> on Facebook. You dig? And I post every day just to keep my um, crowd engaged, and it's just to throw things out there just to see how people you know, feel them, what I need to expound upon, and you know. Everybody, make sure y'all support the All Black Comedy Show. You know, Shaq Double D, you know, allblackcomedyshow.com. Y'all follow him on Instagram. Y'all make sure y'all support it, share it with your friends, invite your loved ones, invite the people that you hate. This has been Real Talk, you know what I'm saying, with Cody Martin, Shaq Double D. You know, knowledge is power, but share knowledge is more powerful. Let's continue to make life happen. The perseverance of me, adversity, then success is right around the corner. You just gotta be willing to keep going. This is adversity university. What's your plan? You gonna keep your feet planted or you gonna keep your feet moving? And success is the next step. Now what you gonna do? Adversity University.